5 p.m. Every Sunday, town's always about the culture. Do out and sculpture, recording every Friday. So here it our way, no need to catch a flight away. Stay tuned for our take. Try to make it work. Sure. Or do you want to just do it then? Episode <laughs> 50. <laughs> Welcome to After Dinner Conversations, Half a Century. Brothers, what's going on? Oh, it's episode 50? Yeah, it's 50. We like it. Oh, I could have sworn it was 49. Uh, is it 49? Nah, it's 50. It has to be 50. No, it's definitely 50. I put 50 when I made the, the audio file. No, you're probably right, but I just, I would have planned, I would have planned more if I knew it was 50. I would have did something special. I would have had the track ready or something like that. I mean, you can do that for 51. 51 special. I guess. <laughs> Corey's like, I hate odd numbers. That's what he was saying. But how y'all been, though? Um... I've been pretty good. We got a we got a good week, right? New, good news. A lot of good stuff this week. A yeah. lot of good stuff. Just hope to keep that momentum moving forward for the next few months. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a bouncing neck every week, so I'm feeling good. I mean, the weather's good. Uh, my tax returns are coming, so the money's good. And so everything's good right now. <clears throat> my tax return already came in, so I was looking good, too. How about you, Corey? Nah, this week has been super duper, super, super busy. Um, a lot of playing catch up at work the past two weeks have been sort of stagnant. So I'm playing a bunch of catch up, um, which is always tough. But I was able to get through it, get some assignments done uh, this weekend, still playing catch up on some personal stuff. So, you know, today is a work day. Saturday and Sunday have been work days. So hopefully next week and I'll actually be able to have a weekend. But, mm-hmm. yeah. um, other than that, I'm good. That's dope. Let's jump into cocktail hour, man. So these stimmies. <laughs> exactly. Or better yet, the Corona relief, relief bill that passed for, was it, $1.9 trillion? Yeah. Signed Friday, I think. Well, right? you got to go back to the house, I think. Yeah, they made changes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And one of the biggest changes was a no on that $15 minimum wage. Uh, for, mm-hmm. um, yep. And this is how many times has that gone through Congress? I don't know. I think this is the first time. First time? Because it's been an active um, conversation for at least the last six years. Yeah, but I'm not sure. This is the first time I'm aware that they're actually voting on adding to any type of provision at all. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show. It's a very interesting thing to happen. There's that unemployment checks are back up and running. I think was it extra three hundred a mm-hmm. week, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, I mean we're getting a, a lot of Americans are getting a, a less of a package than they got last year, honestly. Which is the extremely toughest of scenes. But yeah, so there was there was a lot of a lot of changes. You know, I think they did a firm cut for single people at eight thousand for mm-hmm. stimulus. A firm cut for couples at 160, which I want to say were previously 100 and 200. Uh, so it, there's there's been a bunch of changes, and you know I think I think it's always hard. I was having a conversation with my father about it, 
and just, you know, seeing where the cutoffs are at, you know, knowing people that exist right at the boundaries, it could be frustrating. Yeah. Uh, with all, with all that's going on, whether it's based off 2019 or 2020 tax returns, right? There's, there's so many questions. And I always ask my political friends, I'm like, yo, let me know what this bill say, because I'm not reading through the whole thing. But <laughs> it's, I think I, I appreciate the people like there's a bunch of YouTubers that I follow that break it down really well. So shout out to those people that continue to educate us common mm-hmm. folk that don't know how to read legislation. Right. Or don't have the time to read these documents are 1500 pages long, essentially, more or less. Which I never understood. Facts. Y'all think this uh, bill is going to be enough to like help correct all the damage COVID did? No, no, the no. Of course not. Of, of course not. But because <laughs> it's uh, tax return season combined with whatever money that's going to be included for other people, it won't be like all is forgiven, but a lot will be forgotten. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to come down to. Um, especially the people who were like college dependents who filed independent. Uh, like me, who were able to get some extra money through the tax returns, it's kind of like, all right, you know, I, I got something at least. Uh, I think that's going to play a factor in there as well. But I don't think that's going to stop the criticism. Um, he take pictures every day. He walk into the jet. He walk into the White House, you know, head down. Like, he, he got the, the best photographers in the world. Got him at every angle. Working hard. Yeah. I don't like it. It seems like he's very clearly trying to be, like, anti-Trump Twitter. Mm-hmm. Very, very positive. very positive Americanness, and it doesn't hit, <laughs> in my opinion. I'm like, I don't know. Seems very performative, but hey, it's politics. So, That's a fact. What, what am I saying here? I mean, we'll see. March just started up. April's gonna be here. It's re- we'll really know what's going on once the summertime comes, um, because Connecticut just opened up. Texas opened up last week. I think Idaho. A bunch of states announced it within the last... But, they, but did Connecticut open up, or did they just announce for the future? It's, they opened up for... They said they opened up the 13th, from my understanding. Okay, okay. Yeah. So masks so. are still mandated, but everything could be full capacity, which is doesn't really make any sense, because if you have full capacity and no one's wearing masks, who's kicking you out? Nobody. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I think they're going to know... That once things are full capacity, especially that that matters most, I think, for like grocery stores and like restaurants, right? Because at one point, you know, you go to a grocery store and they got a line where they're clicking to see how many people are entering mm-hmm. the store. But restaurants especially, you know, because you're in there to eat. The minute you sit down, you're taking off your mask. You're not going to sit there exactly. and take a bite, put your mask back over your face and chew. So it's one of those things where it's like you're not really going to enforce people putting on masks because the minute they walk through the door, they can't keep their masks on for because that's not what you do in a restaurant. So I think within maybe a few weeks, they're going to make, they're going to say masks are optional because X amount of people in Connecticut are vaccinated. Um, and they're going to go from there. And then what they might do is, um, I don't, I don't, I don't see how they're going to do this, but figure out a way to essentially say, Hey, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask or something like that. That's what people have been talking about recently. I think. Yeah. It's, right. it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, I'm hoping the stimulus does provide some relief. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like I said, it's not going to be a full all encompassing solution. But like you said, once it gets warm and stuff opens back up, as we're seeing it start happening, it's going to be very hard to close again, if need be. It's going to be very, very hard to to go back into lockdown. Mm hmm. And so I think I think that's my fear. Like I hope stuff opens. I want the businesses to prosper. I want these small businesses to be able to open back up. But 
if stuff is if cases do go back up, trying to go back to lockdown, you know, people already itching to go outside. I think that's going to be tough. Yeah, I don't think it's going. I don't think it's going to even happen. Honestly, what's not going to happen? Like, uh, like if we were open up and then people cases went up and they're going to try to go back to lockdown, no, that's not happening. Not for summer twenty twenty one. No, yeah. Like you said, Corey, people are not going back to that at all. But I heard uh, they approved uh, graduation for, like, the high school kids and stuff in Connecticut uh, last week. Um, so all That's the- dope. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. I hope I hope people that want to, you know, obviously, once you go to college, you don't really want to go back and walk for your high school graduation. <laughs> That's but a fact. I, I hope they at least, pre- at, least, at least present the opportunity. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I hope they just do it. Just do it outside venue. I know a lot of places, especially in like Hartford, they try to force it inside of places where it's not. Just have it outside at Rentlers or something. Yeah, outside. <laughs> just put a mask on. Like, literally, like everybody could just have a graduation at Rentlers. Pick a day, <laughs> and then go. But they're not, they're not asking me to make decisions, so I won't give them the free game. Facts. But that's top. Um, I said top pick L. Cocktail hour, switch gears to the topic of today. What are we talking about? Or am I introducing it? Look at Corey Cheesing, bro. I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for Steven to introduce. This was Steven's topic. Y'all always talk about me introducing my topic. It's Steven's topic. <laughs> All right, so today I wanted to talk about, in essence, not necessarily fact-checking, but uh, evidence collecting, right? So um, how we make informed decisions based on what's presented to us, right? And uh, the most, I want to say the most recent example, but an example that I came up that made me think about this was, I don't know if you saw it, Corey. I think Mike saw it. There was, like, a video on Twitter of, like, Tara Owens and a couple other dudes crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from the, the I Am Athlete podcast? Yeah, and I, it was, like, a really short clip. And, like, the you know how people make, soundbite clips to kind of like make semi-controversial mm-hmm. uh so the the only soundbite in there that was really like noteworthy was that they were talking about it sounded like they were just saying that there's no safe space for men to be vulnerable or something like that right and so people ran away with that small think pieces and did uh, entire threaded tweets about this is all their fault this that and the third without anybody watching the the episode of the podcast now, I think a day or two after somebody like published a tweet saying, you know, the context of that episode was them talking about how they were raised and why were they raised to believe that there was no safe space for men. Because one of the players had lost their mother, uh, I think I think due to cancer, if I'm sorry if I'm mistaken, and then they, one of their best friends had died, like a friend amongst all of them. And they were going through both these deaths back to back within like a week. And so that was the context of the episode. But because people only had that snippet of the 15 mm-hmm. seconds saying no space for men, mm-hmm. people ran with these think pieces. So it got me thinking, like, you know, what, what type of information do we really need to make a in like a decision on how something like the optics of a situation, whether somebody's in the right or wrong or how something is being interpreted? Um, because you're not always going to have the evidence in front of you. You know, when can you say, all right, this is real versus uh, I need to know more? Type of thing. I think we do that a lot with everything we see, personally, because we don't have time to read everything. Um, with the lives we, <laughs> lives we have, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big believer in context. I'm a huge proponent for for context, whether it's you know as 
Stephen was referencing the the video, somebody in tears, whether it's somebody that's upset, whether whatever the situation, I love to know and need to know the context before I respond, just because I know that things typically are not always as they seem. There's usually always something that's deeper, something that's underlying. And so context has always been big for me, but I know a lot of people where context doesn't matter. Right. Whatever that piece is, they're able to make their judgment based off that. And for me, that's never been something that I strive to do. Mm-hmm. And you, have, you made a lot of great points because I agree that uh, I think context is an essential part of problem framing. And I think on to Stephen's point, on all, all sides of that conversation, a lot of rights and wrongs about what was going on there. Um, but overall, that, you know, people are, are do often just and especially social media, they just see like the little post, a couple sentences, and that's all they need to know to make their opinion and like, you know, postal judgment and then continue spreading that information, whether it's true or not, uh, moving forward too. So it is like a very, very concerning phenomenon that's going on in today's day. Now, when you say context, do you mean like you just need to understand the circumstances or do you need to hear both sides of the story if there are quote unquote two sides of the story? Yeah, both. I think it's both. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Corey? I think I think for me, it's more the circumstances. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's always there, they always say there's you know three sides to a story: your side, their side, and, and the, the truth. truth. And so for me, I don't necessarily need to know personal sides. I think I just need to know the circumstances and can sort of make an initial judgment based off that. Now, if I can get both sides of the story. I can sort of piece together what the where the truth might fall in the middle, mm-hmm. but I think at the, at the bare minimum, I need the circumstances because hearing just one side is almost as as good as just hearing a clip sometimes. Yeah, I think the circumstances piece is what's important. I think, and man, we're gonna get to this later. I think I can make rational judgment based on what's presented to me if I'm given the correct circum like the not correct but a, the circumstance of what's going what's going on um because I think when we try to when we give the opportunity for both sides I think sometimes we have people trying to refute the other side more so than actually tell their side of the story right especially if you're in a setting where everything is presented to you with everybody listening um, because you, you know, you're doing your own quote unquote fact check, or you're trying to parse out the unnecessary details and information. And once you're doing that, like actively, you're like, hmm, okay, this makes sense. But once somebody understands that you're believing something in a certain way, they're going to, they could kind of finagle the information to be a little bit more convincing. So I think it's always circumstance, um, and context before it is sides of the story. Um, but yeah, that's me personally. Okay. Okay. So I got a question too. So I think it's just a very general question, but I think we all claim that we exist in this title, but Mm. do we, do you genuinely feel that you all are good judges of character? (laughs) And have you had experience potentially that have proven otherwise? I think we'll all say yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody mm-hmm. will say no. Like, if you ask anybody this question, they're gonna they're probably going to say uh, no. Unless, you know, they feel like they're always wrong, then maybe. But I feel like most people will say yes. But go ahead, Mike. You take it first. I'll go, I'll go after you. Yeah, yeah, I would say yes because 
Uh, well, it depends because, like, literally, like what we were just saying before, I think that I would, I, I'm able to make a good judgment based on how frequent I see someone in, in certain settings that we're into. And it might be the same setting. So if I always see someone at work all the time, I feel like I'll know you, who you are in that setting specifically. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of see how you operate, you know, based off those interactions as well. However, I've met people, had like a early judgment of them. And then, Honestly, sometimes you just got to, you know, learn more about people's personalities yeah. throughout time. So your judgment has to change a little bit. But overall, I think that, you know, it's been, it's been, I've been pretty consistent. Uh, I think, well, I'm an overthinker. So I, I think I'm good just because I look at, I look at every, I kind of look at every possible scenario of what things could be interpreted as. And then I kind of just weed things out based on more and more interactions. Um, and, whether it's good or bad, I'll leave that for other people to say. But <laughs> I think for the most part, I think I know which people I could uh, really trust with information or who I could really be cool with and kick back with versus people that I know are great people, right, to, like, hang out and have fun with, but not necessarily somebody I would want uh, really in my circle with information, and I wouldn't say I'm perfect with that necessarily, but I think, oh, especially over the course of my college career, I could kind of pick up, you know, who to keep close and who to keep at bay fairly easily. Um, and it's not something that's easy to explain to somebody because you're not trying to say somebody's a bad person necessarily, but you know the impact or the lasting relationship you have with that person isn't something that's going to be um, within a long period of time. I said lasting, but... Yeah, um, it's not gonna be sustainable. Yeah, it's just not sustainable. You mm-hmm. know, we're in a we're, we were in a microwave environment in college where sometimes things are quick, fast, and heat up because we're so close in proximity with uh, so many things in our lives intertwined. But we can't just assume that, that every single person that happens with is gonna prolong into this great relationship moving forward. Uh, so I think I mean I think I think I'm good just because I like I think a lot and I think outside the box and inside the box about it. But somebody might say I'm trash, so we'll see. <laughs> I say I'm because I'm a listener, like naturally a listener or an observer at least. I think I'm good as well. But just because it takes me so long, like I'm never gonna make a judgment when I first meet somebody. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna observe. I'm gonna pay attention to nonverbal cues. I'm gonna pay attention to word choice, like like little stuff like that. Like intrigues me and obviously again sometimes that doesn't necessarily reflect character and so i think sometimes i've been i've been wrong because i think you know especially in the generation we live in there's a lot of fronting that goes on fortunately Mm. or unfortunately or unfortunately exactly and so finding out what's genuine is harder nowadays i feel and so yes I, i think i've been wrong in that sense but I think because I tend to be so observant that I, I'm right more than I'm wrong. Corey said he running the scoreboard up. I believe him. So this actually leads into my question, too, that I want to get out there really quickly, is that, you know, what criteria do y'all consider when making good judgments? Limited bias, <laughs> which is theoretically impossible, right? I th- we all have biases, but I think um, – you have to know exactly what your biases are. They're still going to influence your decision, nonetheless. That's impossible. But if you don't even know what your biases are as an individual, mm-hmm. then how you're going to be judgmental is kind of flawed, like within itself. 
Um, so, and that means understanding characteristics of yourself that are biases and also things that interest you that are biases as well. So characteristics, me, man, black, tall, X, Y, and Z mm -hmm. going to like interests. Like, let's say for example, like I like lyrical rap more. Um, I like sports that involve a ball for the most part. Um, like things that are like characteristics of how I interpret things. Those are all like crucial to understanding. And this is just very superficial of course, but uh, very crucial for me to understand, all right, when I'm looking at something, what is my lens? And is that lens going to make me look at something I might not be a fan of or might particularly not like differently? Yes. Um, and how I can try to, you know, move that back a bit and say, okay, can I look at this and say this is still good despite this not fitting anything I would consider good in whatever mm -hmm. criteria I've created for myself in terms of, like, uh, good people or whatever, or like people who have interest in certain things. Um, so knowing your biases is one at the very least. That sounds good. No, I agree. What about you, Corey? Um, I don't know. Ask it one more time, Mike. Yeah. No. So I was just asking, like, what like what's the criteria? Like, what's that? You know, how do you rank those few things um, when you're like for when you're judging or making that value judgment on a good judgment? Um, so I think, I think the criteria for me is, is really just trying to take everything that I know about the situation and, and put it into a pot. So I try not to necessarily focus on a specific element, but just say, Hey, this is what I know. This is what I've heard. This is, you know, the context, this is this person's personality. This is, mm. you know, everything that I can throw into that pot to make the best judgment. So sort of like a, like a jury pool, right? Whatever the arguments are, you know, it's to take the take both sides of the argument, take everything that I can take the evidence into account and, and make that decision. Yeah, that sounds, that makes a lot of sense though. It's very logical too. Um, for me, um, I feel like it's always like, I mean, I feel like a lot of us too, I think we're all on the same page. Let's come back to that principle, you know, how you want to like go about perceiving you know your decisions or how you view someone or whatever whatever you're making a, a good judgment on um and itself because you know I, I do this a lot in my line of work but i tell people all the time like you know judging making value judgment evaluations like we do that literally every day it's you know we we take part of a, like evaluative thinking like every yeah. day wake up oh what i'm eating today what clothes i'm we're making mm -hmm. judgments you're making you have to make good judgments on certain criteria for whatever is important to that decision that you're making in that time um as well and so you know it's always always have to ask myself like why well it's like you know what's the, what's the motivation for me making this judgment and what's the you know intention for it too at the same time so i try to just make sure like whatever i'm deciding on or making a judgment about that i'm keeping it uh, keeping the criteria to be what i'm focused on caring about so it could be someone's welfare it could be you know doing something to a certain standard um and things like that so i just i try to keep it i try to keep like what's important to focus and that's like one of the, the part of the number one criteria for when I'm, when I'm trying to make a good judgments, because what do you get? A lot of decisions to make. You get more decisions, and they get harder. It's very proportional. <laughs> no, that's facts. That's <laughs> at the same facts. time, so mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense. But I guess that's just what life is. I think the the interesting thing is that, especially if you're making judgments, whether it be on a situation on people in a group setting, you know, there's always conflicting. Like when I think when we're doing uh, interviews for students to go study abroad, it's like okay. We had a, I don't know if we had a full, a real, like a full criteria. We had like a numerical. We did that. We had like a, like three or three yeah, or four things. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That we were ranking. Um, but we were like, okay, you know, for this person, I got 
all across the board. Let's say four, and somebody's like, huh? Nah, and the answers wasn't that good too. They just trying to come and have fun. They're not trying to, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, you know what? What you basing that um, judgment off? Like, what did you hear specifically? And it's kind of like that's when you're really challenging people's biases to come out because you're pointing to different things that are, we both heard interpreted differently to get to a different result. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the things that, are, and it's, it's positive to hear because it's not positive in the sense of like good, but it's positive to know other people's perspective on how things are being interpreted, assuming they're in a, uh, uh, I want to say assuming, but they're in a logical sense, because I'm not going to get into when people are illogical, trying to get perspectives that nobody care about. I'll leave that to Mike, <laughs> about people's opinions. So so quick question before, and this is this is not on the list, but mm-hmm. are you are you all typically people that tend to give the benefit of the doubt? So assume all positive intent, all positive context? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, can't, I can't even lie. No, um, because I think that I think because the way I grew up, I think that distrust is kind of like at, when I uh, apply it like adequately and like appropriately. Um, I think it's a nice, a, a nice survival skill to have, like not assuming, like, oh, hey, I just want to make sure you get this thing, make sure you get this offer, make sure you get this deal. He's like, you know, I just want to help you out. Mm-hmm. Oh, even some people, even when people ask you for stuff like on the street, not like homeless stuff, but yeah, like, yeah. So I'm like, oh, can I use your phone real quick? I'm like, I don't got a phone. <laughs> I'm the one person in 2021 <laughs> who doesn't have a phone. Like, but still, but like, I always have to like make sure because like, I don't know, sometimes it's just that one opportunity and someone could just, you know, take it and run with it and like and take advantage of you or something like that. But no, nah, I definitely, <laughs> I mean, I, I do in the most part, I, I think, I think there's good in people. I don't, I don't like think everyone's a bad person. Not like that, but you know, like as far as like, do I just always assume I'm, I'm asking some questions first before we have to engage <laughs> before we get started. Yeah, no, I don't, I think <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I expect the worst necessary. I think, um, optimist, I'm pessimistic about, um, people's behaviors and personas, but I give them the grace and leeway to assume that they're going to be good people. Um, and so I might not, I might necessarily like in my head be like, mm, I'm not really sure about it, but I'm always going to try to interpret it as, you know, maybe I'm bugging and you're just, you know, doing what you're doing on a regular basis or you're trying to do your best to be good. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily let my guard down and say, I'm, you know, I believe you're being a good person. <laughs> Like the walls up, <laughs> the 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 visionaries at the top of the tower with binoculars. Like we see you, but you come through the door. Like, how we start this? Ain't no safe space for black men. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't open up too quick all the time. So you know, I I just got I got you know you got I don't want to say you got to prove it, but you got to just you know show your stuff. Like show let your personality speak for itself. And if you if you do that, I think most people have been fine. Yeah, you mm-hmm. I mean, eventually. <laughs> They'll be fine. I think the ones that are not. It just kind of you just weren't. Not necessarily in a good or bad way. It's just you know, was it for you? Was it for me? Keep pushing. Valid, valid. What do you feel? Um, I think I'm in the middle. I think there there are. I think I try to give the benefit of the doubt more often than not, specifically when it comes to like a, a scenario. So I think you know, similar to Mike, if there's you know people that approach or a situation that approaches, right? I might question the intent, but if I'm like judging a story or judging like, Corey, did you hear so-and-so did this? Like that type of stuff, I'm going to assume assume positive intent or I'm going to uh, assume, assume the best intention. And I think that's just, just who I am. I think there's always so-and-so, you know, took some chips from the grocery store. Well, maybe they was hungry, right? Like I'm not, I'm that type of person. Um, 
but I think there are cases where I do question it just because I know that that the world we live in isn't isn't all you know it's sunshine, not sweet sunshiny rain. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not never sweet. Rain. It's never so. sweet. Um, but the funny thing is though, when I when I go against my better judgment sometimes, and sometimes it's really a gut reaction. There's no explanation. I just really, I literally feel like my gut or like in my head, like a little like twitch type of thing, and I'm like, nah, I'm tripping. Every time I do that, I feel like I'm always wrong, like guaranteed. And I know in the past I've been wrong. I'm like, this might be the one time right I'm wrong. And it kind of just, I pedal back. I'm like, yeah, I got to, I got to, I got to check myself because literally everything isn't as sweet as it should be. Uh, Exactly. You know, people are out here doing some crazy things. So you can't, you can't, you can't be caught slipping to say the least. No, we good. Okay, so yeah, nah, no, it was good. <laughs> I assume technical difficulties. No, no, no we straight. Uh, I feel like we, we kind of hit it on the money. So the question that we got this week, um, again, follow us on Instagram at AD Convos for Table Talk. Submit your question anonymously, and you'll have it potentially have it read and answered by after dinner conversation. So the question that we got this week is, do you like the idea of being seen as a role model slash role models if we look at the pod as a whole? Like us as people or the pod as itself? So I think the I think it asks both versions, like mm. us as individuals being seen as role models or the, the podcast as a collective being seen as role models. Um, as a product, I think a podcast should be Cause I feel like for what we are is relatively successful product for what we wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and if people wanted to be like, Oh, I wouldn't, if someone said that they wanted to frame their podcast after what we do, I don't think that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, and talk about bias. I don't care. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> um, you know, cause our framework isn't terrible and clearly we've been, you know, we've had a consistent, uh, I don't know what to call them listenership. <laughs> yeah, listenership. Yeah, even though we had that consistent, a consistent audience um, for like over a year now. So you know, I think that you know we definitely could be a role model for maybe beginner podcasters, group podcast, or people who, we, who are even doing uh, distant podcasting because that's what we're doing and we've been fairly successful at it. Um, I think I don't. It's one of those things where I don't care either way, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was really trying to sit on one side or the other, but I think I really don't care. Um, in the context of, you know, I fully understand that I'm not as when we say role, when we say role model, excuse me, I'm not going to be that for everybody. Um, cause I don't look like everybody, you know, not everybody looks like me. And I also know I'm not a perfect person. So if somebody looks at me as a role model, I'm assuming it's for some of the positive outlooks of my life. Right. I don't think people are going to look at the negative things and say, I want to be a role model of that. Then they're going to look to things they've seen me done or things I've um, or I am doing currently. Um, So I don't mind it. But if somebody told me, no, I don't really see you as a role model. It's like, you know, that wasn't my vision or my goal for myself anyway. Um, I'm just appreciative. I'm putting that light in terms of the podcast. um, I think that goes to our question because we have pod sons and daughters um, and I have the list in my phone. But <laughs> I think uh, I, I think I mean I like that just a little bit more um, because I also know our podcast is inspired by numerous other podcasts that we've watched and listened to in the past. So it's just kind of a pipeline, and not necessarily just about the conversations, but also of course because of the people and what we try to at least accomplish within the topics and the segments that we do. 
So I, I think I like more of the podcast than the individual thing. But, you know, either way, I can take one or the other, good or bad, and live without. So. Yeah, I think I think for me, the older I get, the more I realize that being a role model is not a choice, mm, right? It's not something yeah. that you can choose. It's not something that you can intend for. People are either going to choose to to look up, look look at you in that sense, or they're not. And I think that, unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, brings a level of responsibility to to everything that you do. And I think in so many ways, all three of us here on this platform have served as role models, whether by choice or not, mm-hmm. to other people in our lives, whether it's siblings, whether it's other family members, whether it's, you know, random people that don't even know us, right? People people have paid attention. And so how do I feel? I think, you know, there's always this responsibility that I feel like I carry daily, and sometimes it does it does become overwhelming. And so there's other people, peers, even St- Stephen and Mike to a certain extent, that I'll look to as people that are peer role models for me, right? And mm-hmm. so I'll have those conversations to remind myself that although I have this responsibility, I shouldn't focus on it. I should just focus on being my best self and, and that responsibility will be taken care of. So I think I, I look at look at it that way as well as with the pod. Like, let's just be the best pod we can and that responsibility will automatically be taken care of because we're just focused on being, being the best that we can be. Bars, bars, bars on a Sunday. Bars on a Sunday. <laughs> I was about to say, people be calling Corey Big Bro and he'd be like, facts or unk. That's that's Corey's favorite one, uh, but no, nah, that was good. Uh, switch gears, plug a plug. Let me read it, Corey. You plug, got it. plug a plug. I'm so excited because I get to to go down and and order some empanadas today. Mm. Uh, so the business that I want to shout out today is Jempanadas. Uh, Jempanadas is an empanada. So just a black girl that loves empanadas, but added her twist. So mm. um, shout out to to that amazing young woman uh, that runs Jempanadas out of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Again, I'm going down. I'm getting me some empanadas today. So they do uh, sales on Sundays. Follow them on Instagram at gem.panadas. So uh, J, ooh, excuse me, G-E-M dot P-A-N-A-D-A-S, Jempanadas. Um, make sure you go follow them, see their menus for the week, place an order, um, and go and get your empanadas like I am today. So, jempanadas again. Heard it. Um, and now we here we are. Uh, pass the aux, Corey. I'm going to let you go first because I know we're on a time crunch. <laughs> this is Corey's oh, podcast yeah, now. Yeah. Corey, Corey um, handling so- all the segments. <laughs> So this week, uh, so I followed this artist way back. I don't know if y'all remember the show, uh, T.I. and Tiny's Family Hustle, uh, way back on VH1. Mm, uh, I don't know if my mind's going back that far. <laughs> this is actually T.I.'s son. And mm. so what was really interesting is T, he tried. I think he tried to follow in T.I.'s footsteps and sort of copy his sound as well. But I'm so glad that he found his own sound. Um, his own artistry. So this is Damani. The song is called Henny and Crystals.
Yeah, she like Henny and crystals A little weak here and there Her skin shine like the disco Get tangled up in her hair Yeah, she like Henny and crystals A little weak here and there Her skin shine like the disco Get tangled up in her hair What's your name? What's your sign? What's your moon? Your sun? Your rise? What's your lies? What's your truth? What's that tattoo on your thigh? What's your, what's your occupation? You get off at nine. How about I scoop you up by ten? Peek inside your mind. How about, how about you tell me nothing? Let me tell you about you. Right now you acting shy, but I get it about you. But in a good way. You know what I meant. Your headphones in, but I can tell it ain't no music playing in it. But if it was, you'd probably be listening to Lauryn Hill or something real. But still play future when you wearing heels. A good mix, a good balance. I'm guessing you a Libra. I'm the money, I'm a Pisces. Pleasure to meet you. Before we split, how about we exchange digits? I know you're doing things busy and probably won't hang with me tonight. Well, I don't mind if we just talk for a while. Here go my number to dial. Whatever to make you smile. She she like crystals. A little weak here and there Her skin shine like the disco Get tangled up in her hair And she like Henny and Crystal So that is Damani, Henny and Crystals Make sure y'all give that a listen uh, Make sure y'all check that out I just added to my library while I was playing it That's a good song <laughs> You going next? I mean, yeah, I'll go next um, I'm fresh off Ghana Independence Day Shout out to 64 um, so my song, uh, Sorry Remix, Yao Tong, Stormzy, Questy Arthur, just came out three days ago. Let y'all listen to it. Well, my G's, yeah. Oi. Yeah. I don't want to send tools, my bros. Young boo coming, I'm dealing with goats. Yeah, one test, yeah, I'm feel. Getting my packs and building my bones. Yeah, on the road coming, you found back up, me and we're coming. Young boo try to, I'm killing your dummies. Went to me for this death and coming. Yeah, I'm on guard. Wishing the grave for my dogs. That I remember, but if you got lost, I'm a god. Yeah, I know I saw to me more. Mr. Shah said, this place got me lost. What done for them on the line? Got plans for them on the line. Big stacks, big stacks, so I'm going for everybody line. Got rings, I go hard on niggas, I'm better than woe. African boy with a big drip. Big drip. Yeah, I'm going for the big pick. Big pick. Moments like I'm a big fish. Big stay G with the day one stuff. Grind for the money, no girls, no hoes. Came as a food and ten so gold. My mom made it, see I'm gold. Hey. Yeah, I'm making mama. Yeah, I'm making mama. Yeah, I'm making mama. Mama, I'm making mama. Fake niggas call me blood, I get squeamish. Oh. 
The boys just way too bossy. Double platinum from Vossy. Five times double platinum, get them off me. Yeah. I'm a real foul you like Joffrey. I am the king, nobody can't stop me. See, when I get the job done, that's I, I was calling, I was wrestling. But this year, next year, I'm on the next thing. Master my flow and my start to perfection. Tell the truth and it sounds like I'm flexing. Big Mike, my fam call me Junior. My brother should have pulled up sooner. Look at my eyes, see Kwame and Krumah. That's a real presidential black man. Real revolution starter. And I ball like the youths in Barca. Bare chesting when I walk through Ghana. And I don't do beef, I do karma. I swear we're the last ones left The man them love cough, cough, quef And anywhere I see you dons in the flesh Just know that I can't let you go like Steph is Stormzy, Quessy Arthur, Happy Ghana Independence, 64th. Was that like Ghana Drill? Yeah, it was Ghana Drill. By that drill influence, uh, joining the oh, national global. Global, for sure. Uh, everywhere got a drill, a drill scene now. <laughs> um, yeah, quickly, I just found this song. It, couple, it came on one of my like my new music playlists. I was like, oh, that's a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it a lot. And so this is Affirmation Number 1 by Medhane. Or Medhane. I don't know how to say it. I apologize. <laughs> Today, <laughs> <laughs> now nah, y'all celebrate the Independence Day. It's one of the most important. That's a fact. Um, no, nah, that was good. I like that song. 
y'all passed the um the test. I've added your songs to the library. I'm screaming. Steven, you you hold the weight for the judgments here. Nah, I'm just I'm waiting for us to find a viable way to get um active engagement for our weekly plug of plugs. Um, that isn't like annoying via Instagram. I think I don't know if Spotify got to embed something, man. I feel like that'll be cooler. Finish the podcast and we could just put like a mini poll or something. I said, which one was your favorite? That'd be really cool. That's what we need. Thanks. But well, yeah, episode fifty. Episode fifty, half a century. Episode episode fifty after dinner conversations. I meant to do it earlier. Um, cause I know y'all don't be listening at the end. Oh, but damn, if you we are listening, if y'all are listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure you leave a comment. Make sure you leave a review. Make sure you rate the podcast. It means so much to us as we trying to we trying to grow and we love we want to hear from y'all. We love to hear from y'all. So make sure y'all do that on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you listen on Spotify, listen on Apple Podcasts real quick and and go leave a rating and comment. Um, I know it's on your phone. So uh, make Thanks. sure you go do that. Follow us on Instagram at ad combos again on Instagram at ad combos and leave your questions for table. Talk. Uh, we love to answer your questions and hear hear your thoughts. So, AD Convos on Instagram. This is episode fifty. Yes, sir. Um, after the conversations, man, stay safe. Um, peace.